What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-Back Podcast. My name is Derek Montilla. Of course, I am once again your mayor of PHNX. I got my not wearing this hat. I got it back. I got the sat back today. Uh, this man next to me, of course, Mr. Electric himself, the one and only Sean DePaz. And Jesse Friedman is here in hello, studio hello. after doing some amazing reporting last night. That's your thunderstick. He's my vice mayor. Uh, of course, we are very excited to discuss... Jordan Lawler now officially being an Arizona Diamondback. And according to Gambo uh, and other reports, he will be starting in today's lineup against the Chicago Cubs. Uh, But part of that was obviously uh, the discussion we had yesterday with the Nick Ahmed being DFA'd. And I just wanted to take a moment to say we absolutely went uh, too far in our reaction to that. And I think a lot of it um, had to do and it doesn't excuse uh, the way we reacted, but a lot of it had to do more with the excitement of Jordan Lawler. Uh, obviously there's a ton of people that are big Nick Ahmed fans. Um, my, my niece is a gigantic Nick Ahmed fan. She was absolutely destroyed by this news. So it's, uh, it's, it's not a great day because, you know, Nick Ahmed, the longest tenured diamondback, not, you know, part of this team any longer. And, uh, Jesse, you actually had, uh, you know, a, a, a very emotional video from Nick last night that, you know, obviously touched a lot of people and, you know, kind of showed how much this team meant to him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you really see on on days like yesterday, you really see the the human element of, of this yeah. game, right? That, you know, it, it's easy as a baseball fan to look at the back of the baseball card or look up the baseball reference page or, or whatever and yeah. sort of make your judgment about a player, which is valid, right? I mean, yeah. that's a that's a part of the sport is you're going to be judged off of your performance. And as Nick Ahmed learned yesterday, um, you know, there's some hard things that come with playing yeah. this game as, as a result of that. It is very performance based. That's just the nature. That's just the nature of the beast. Uh, but yeah, at the same time, I mean, these are, they're all human beings, they're right? People. At the end of the day, yeah. like Nick Ahmed, uh, he was never trying to go out there and struggle against left-handed pitching. He no. was never trying to, you know, not have the throwing arm that he had a few years ago, uh, the shoulder, uh, the major shoulder surgery that he had a couple years back was a was a really big part of that, and you know I think was a a pretty big deterrent of his career here over the last couple years. Um, but yeah, I mean you could just see so clearly in in the videos that we posted and uh, you know comments from Tori Lavello that you know Nick Ahmed the Diamondbacks meant a lot to him, and and he certainly meant a lot to uh, this organization and and his teammates and and whatnot. So. Yeah, it was, a, it was a tough day. I mean, Bryce Jarvis was also option yeah. yesterday. That kind of got lost in the shuffle. He threw two scoreless innings mm-hmm. in the game yesterday. I was going to say, Bryce Jarvis, I'm not saying he is at the same level as Kevin Ginkle, but it's kind of like that. that's the kind of move it was when it was like, really? Bryce Jarvis got sent down. I mean, yeah. I, get, I get, you know, one thing that we talked about on the show yesterday without you was the fact that sometimes it comes down to options and sometimes it just comes down to the moves you're trying to make in order to, yeah. you know, Uh, get guys on the 40 man roster or position guys how you need to uh it's you know obviously with Ahmed a big part of this is the Diamondbacks are now you know in in the hunt and they want to do everything they can to make the main you know roster as competitive as possible uh they they absolutely if they were 10 games below 500 probably would have not done anything like this and like let Nick Ahmed finish up his season I mean that's the part I think that a lot of people seem to have problems with was like you know, being this close to the end of the season and parting ways with Ahmed. But obviously a lot of that is is roster, you know, related. It's related to the fact that the Diamondbacks need to have as many open positions as possible and they need to try to do everything. You know, they can't have someone like Ahmed, like, you know, just kind of benched and and there for, you know, various, you know, one-off situations and not really contributing with with kind of a roster that's, they're having issues with, with their roster spots. 
Yeah, another another interesting aspect here, and then I'll let Sean talk because I don't think we've let Sean say a word yet <laughs> in the show. Um, another interesting thing is uh, Michael just referenced it in the chat. Uh, I did an interview with Nick Ahmed uh, a month or so, I think, before the season started, maybe a couple months before the season started. And one of the things I talked to him about was the work that he did with Jordan Lawler. Uh, Jordan Lawler worked with Nick Ahmed, I believe, during his fall league stint last year. Ahmed, you know, was generous enough to to lend his time and and go out to the ballpark and work with with Lawler on defense. And you know, the way that things turned out yesterday, it, it's 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 a brutal game we play, right? Yeah. I mean, one one day Ahmed is is helping lead the next generation of players in this organization and being generous with his time, and and the next day that player is is taking his roster spot. I mean, that's the that's just the brutal the the brutal nature of of the sport and and just kind of what you're asking for when you become a professional athlete. Yeah, I, I think one thing of it, and there's things that uh, there's things that happen that that I learn in baseball that I like still just can't believe at times. I, I don't know if I fully believe them, but like one thing I just, you know, kind of found shocking was that Nick didn't know this was coming at all. And I get that you're not going to like prep a player for potentially being DFA, but yeah, at the same right. time, it felt like at times that they were sending, you know, a, a message that, you know, like they, they needed to try to make this roster as good as they can. And I mean, I feel like all season they haven't really held back from making very difficult decisions like this. Yeah, Bumgarner, Carson Kelly, now yeah. Nick Ahmed, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the, it's the business of it. I mean, I mean, he even acknowledged it in that interview. Like, he he hasn't really, he hasn't been playing well. Um, yeah. And, I, I mean, someone brought it up in the Discord, getting back to, like, him working with Lawler and stuff like that. Like, whenever his career ends as a player, like, he would make a hell of a coach. Yeah. And like, he obviously is important to this organization. The organization is important to him, whether that's like in the farm system or on the ma major league, like he would make a hell of an infield coach or whatever. Like he would just seem like the, like the kind of guy that would be great to have a part of the organization. still. um, just obviously not as a player at this point. Um, so who knows what the future holds in that regard, but it is, yeah, that the, the, the you interviewing him and having him talk about, mentoring Lawler and then Lawler coming to take his spot like that is the yeah the cruel reality of the of the the sport they play the the world we live in I didn't want to dwell on it too much but was is it is it awkward in those scenarios to to be there when some like because this doesn't seem like something that happens very often where they have kind of a guy give yeah somewhat like of an exit interview after they've been like released or dfa'd or, or even sent down yeah you know? that's a good point yeah a lot of times when things like this happen we don't get an opportunity to, to talk to that player they're they're just gone um so yeah i, I mean i think it it says a lot about nick Ahmed as a person that yeah. he what he didn't want to just get the heck out of there uh you know we waited for him to to you know have some some heartfelt interactions with with some of his teammates in the clubhouse and then you know after a while once things had cleared out and he was the only guy there uh, we we talked with him and uh, yeah, you have to have a lot of respect for a guy who's willing to have that conversation. And uh, I wasn't surprised. I mean, Nick has has definitely shown himself to be you know available to the media and, and generous with his time. And he is the longest tenured Diamondbacks player. You know, I, I think it was good that that we all got to hear from him at the end of yeah. all this. Mo is 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 getting to the root of our our real big fear. Yeah, Mo, is that, is, he's gonna end up Mo, Mo. on the Dodgers somehow, uh -huh. and he is going to be the best shortstop in baseball. Yeah, that's probably inevitable. Yeah, that's definitely what's going to happen. But, <laughs> uh, moving on to the Jordan Lawler side of things, uh, he is officially an Arizona Diamondback, and at age twenty-one, he is the second youngest D-backs position player in franchise history. Justin Upton, man, <laughs> yeah. I still don't get how Justin Upton was a big leaguer at nineteen years 19 old. Nineteen years old, that's still absolutely blows. There, there's crazy. a good chance we could see that with like Jackson Holiday too, right now for the Baltimore Orioles. I mean, I don't know because he's he's nineteen right now, I believe. But he just he got promoted to the AAA level. And he's in he's, AAA, but I don't know if the Orioles are about to call him up to the big. They leagues. don't even need him. They got plenty of yeah, they got, they got plenty of firepower. Yeah, be a tough spot, tough time for them to make a move like that. Yeah. But we've kind of been jealous of the progress that some of the Orioles players have made. Meanwhile, Lawler kind of, even with his injury, moved through the system very quickly. He really did. Yeah, I mean, it's not all that dissimilar from what Corbin Carroll did, frankly. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, Lawler had the same thing happen where, uh, right for him, it was it was pretty soon after he was drafted. He had the shoulder injury and the, and the surgery. Because if you're a D-backs first-round pick as a position player, you, you have to get your major shoulder <laughs> surgery out of the way. I had mine in um, 2012. Yeah, 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 we've all had we've all had it, right? Um, 
so yeah, he, he got that out of the way. And then, um, and then 2022 and 2023, I mean, he started last season in rookie ball and then he was in Visalia and then he was in Hillsboro and then he finished the year in Amarillo, had some struggles there, uh, went to the fall league and had some success, but then sustained another injury. Uh, that was the scapula, uh, the scapula injury that, that ended his fall league a little bit early. And then he came into this season and he struggled for the first month and a half or so. Jordan Lawler, it's, it took him a while to kind of figure out that double A level. That's a big adjustment from high A to double A. Um, but man, he eventually made that adjustment. And uh, since the end of May, he's been, you know, one of the better minor leaguers uh, in the sport. And there's a reason he's ranked as, as you know, a top 10 prospect in, in the game by a lot of different outlets. He has five legit tools. He doesn't really have any clear weaknesses and, you know, you'll find a variety of, of opinions on him and, and kind of what the outlook looks like. We're going to get into that here. But I think everyone agrees that the ceiling for him is very high. The ceiling for him yeah. is that of a star level shortstop in this league. Not everyone's necessarily expecting that. Um, but I mean, he's 21 years old, right? Uh, he's got a lot of time in this in this league to figure things out. He and sure does. Uh, this is this is one of the one of the, you know, the most, I think, exciting days if you're a Diamondbacks yeah. fan of the year. Right. Jordan Lawler is a major leaguer and he's joining the team at a pivotal point in the season when the Diamondbacks are are about to launch into the the biggest series they've played, arguably in, you know, five plus years at this point. So yeah, it, uh, it's going to be going to be fun to see how it turns have an out. opportunity to make a name for himself. Like immediately, not yeah. all rookies get a chance. To, I mean, obviously, all rookies get a chance to do that because they're playing in Major League Baseball. But not all, not all rookies get to do it on a scale like this. Yeah, like it's a big stage. Well, he could, he could, time. he could potentially. I mean, this is again putting putting the cart before the horse a little bit. But he could potentially <laughs> uh, be a, a rookie of the year candidate next year, mm -hmm. right? Yep. It's similar to once again, you talked Jesse about him following in the footsteps of Corbin Carroll. Yeah, he might literally <laughs> do that next year, right? I don't want to go too far with that because then people are going to expect Lawler to be an extremely good player yeah, immediately, like a, which like, is what Corbin Carroll did. And he could do that. But just know that's not the norm. That's yeah. not the way this this normally this normally you, works. You know what else isn't the norm? Slashing 423, 506, and 761 against lefties. It's pretty good. In 85 plate appearances this year. Uh, when Tory said that he will be in the lineup against left-handed pitchers, that is exactly what he meant. Yeah, I mean, I know there were a lot of people that were concerned about that, by the way, because seeing your video from yesterday about him being in the lineup... Uh, it, it, it seemed like people's reactions were like, he shouldn't just be in there against lefties. Yeah, he yeah, great. We're going to get him too. every fourth day yeah. or whatever. Yeah. 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 I, I'm just, yeah, it's just, uh, it's all potential. Like, it, it's, he, they, like, he has a chance to, like, significantly improve this team. Like, that, it was, it was, it's a major hole that he's potentially filling. Yeah. Um, and so, like, and in, in the middle of a wild card race where there's three, four teams all just treading water, like, one player could be the difference. That's like as, if he if he injects a little bit of energy into this team, like I mentioned the other day, the way like Ellie did with the Reds. Yeah. If they get hot for two weeks, that's the difference between them making the playoffs and them not making the playoffs. So it is uh, not to put too much pressure on them, but there's a lot of pressure on them. It's, just, <laughs> it's something that other teams right now don't necessarily have the ability to do is have that player come up at this point. Like you said, when things are kind of dragging on, when a lot of the teams right now in the wild card race aren't exactly killing it, yeah. you know, I mean, unless yeah. you're the Marlins the, facing the Los Angeles Dodgers, apparently the Diamondbacks, yeah, the right, Dodgers are just easy money right now. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> the Diamondbacks right now have basically the equal odds as the Reds to make the final playoff position as far as the betting odds are concerned. And right now they're both favorite to win that final card uh wild card spot which is odd uh the reds have the one game advantage over the diamondbacks and right now they are both projected to win 83 games this year so it'll be interesting to see how this plays out and especially how lawler can impact this team at this point and impact that trajectory maybe the diamondbacks get a couple more wins and and at this point like we've heard from lavello like we've heard from brent strom the other day they both feel that this, this season is going to come down 
to one game. And as a matter of fact, uh, Brent Strom gave a scenario where it was like very specific, I believe. Yeah, yeah. He basically said, you know, I have a feeling that this season is going to come down to Kyle Nelson in the sixth inning facing Jordan Alvarez yeah. or something along yeah. those lines, which could happen, game. right? The <laughs> yeah, that's exa- yeah, that's their, their final, final series yeah. of the year is oh, against the no, Houston God. Astros. Oh, God. <laughs> Isn't that terrifying? Oh, no. When he said that, I was like, uh... Go ask the Marlins how that, that turns <laughs> it's out. It's so over. Oh, man. <laughs> it's, it's, if there comes a situation... Where Jordan Alvarez has a chance to end the Diamondback season with a home run, I'm sprinting to BetMGM and putting every dollar I have on the next on the out, outcome of that at bat to be a home run. I, it's uh, not the team you want to you want to face. That's certainly right. not the man days. you want to face. Not, Although, do yeah. you see him on the Sunday Night Baseball? That weird fall he took. It was Jordan very, Alvarez. Yeah. No. It was very. It, no, was, it was odd. Um, but um, yeah, I I don't want to see that man. No. No, uh, Diamondbacks do have games against the White Sox and your favorite poverty franchise, the New York Yankees, left. But aside from that, who and they're not even playing terrible baseball lately. So I no, mean, they're they've uh, won five in a row. Yeah, since like, Jason well, Dominguez yeah, that, I was gonna say team. that that's exactly that's a more recent example of the the Ellie De La Cruz effect, right? Like, and what you can hope from or not hope from, but not expect, but you can hope for hope yeah. for the best, like that Lawler can provide. Yeah, You've seen sure. it. Like, I, I the Yankees were in the darkest of days like, they really were. And that, that franchise was in a very dark spot and then all of a sudden he shows up and has just injected a new life into them and obviously the the yankees are not or, or the, the d-backs are not this year's yankees not, i'm not trying to no say that we're a better organization than the yankees <laughs> but they obviously this year are in a much better space than the yankees <laughs> yes um, we are and so if they can get that um then and obviously like i said could be the difference between them making the playoffs and them not making the playoffs lawler's uh prospect ranks around the league are fairly high uh, MLB pipeline has him up to 10th baseball. America has him at number ninth with uh, um, a quote about him saying Lawler struggled to begin the season in the Texas league, but came alive in June and July when he showed the form that helped him star in his first full minor league season in 2022. And um, I know that one thing that that quote the other day, when we talked about uh, Mike Hazen and his comments to Nick Picoro about, uh, Lawler getting called up. Yeah, he, he he basically said like his bat came around in a way I don't think they expected to come around that fast. And right. of course, you know, with baseball, you kind of have to wait. You mm-hmm. have to wait to see if it's real, and then you have to wait a week longer, and then you have to wait one more week, and then like even then, you don't know if what you're seeing is just kind of a hot streak, a fluke, uh, especially in the minor league system, a, a a product of being in Amarillo or a product of being in Reno, or if if someone like Lawler is for real. And yeah. I feel like now, especially with that 423 batting average against lefties, there that's that's for real. One yeah. thing I will say, he doesn't get a lot of extra base hits that aren't home runs. <laughs> and I don't know if that's a bad problem, but he really doesn't get a lot of extra I mean, base hits that aren't home runs. runs. Yeah. I mean, it's probably a product of, of the environment to some yeah, extent. For right? sure. Like that double in the gap is now, is now a homer. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't necessarily read too much into that at this point. It will be interesting to see just how the game translates. It's such a wild card when a top prospect comes yeah. up because you just don't know. Like we talked about the other day, a lot of times you see guys come up and they kind of light the league on fire for yeah. a couple weeks. We're yeah. seeing that with Jason Dominguez. We saw it with L.A. De La Cruz. Uh, there have been a number of prospects this season that that have done that, but that's not a given. Some guys, yeah. Sometimes guys come up and, and it just doesn't translate. And um, I mean, oftentimes when you see that, what follows it is pitchers figuring, figuring them out and then struggling for yeah. a little bit like Corbin right. did. Yeah, absolutely. Finding out based on a scouting report that someone can't hit a changeup. And yeah. then that's pretty much the, the demise, the, their demise for a bit, you know? Yeah. But when it came to uh, Jordan, like he he evaluators were very high on him and then just based on like again i think maybe the injury and how he struggled a bit like in in lower a yeah I, I think double a the fact that he he really struggled there when he got his first taste of double a last year and then coming into this season for about a month and a half he he really struggled as well i uh, i think his strikeout rate in in double a was uh, up over 30% this year through May 24th uh, he slashed 168, 298, 336 for the first month and a half of the season in Double A. Gross. Those are those are poor numbers, right? And yeah. that strikeout rate is is pretty dang high too. Uh, you know what he's done since then, since May 24th. Lawler's at 325, 413, 565. He's almost cut that strikeout rate in half at 16.2 percent. The walk rate is still good at 10.3 percent. Um, you know he had a 1050 OPS after being promoted to Triple A. So. Yeah, I think these last three months have done wonders for for his standing in the league and 
I, I saw Eric Longenhagen from Fangraphs wrote a story about uh, some some top shortstop prospects in their defense, and he raised Lawler's future value based on what he's seen from his defense. It sounds like there have been some really significant improvements there as well. There's hope that he can stay at shortstop in the long term once again, which is always always a big thing. Uh, so yeah, his status is, has kind of uh, changed a little bit this year, but as of right now, I think it is once again pretty dang high. What do you see the plan being? What, where Where would he... So he would just... Uh, a split time with Perdomo, essentially, at shortstop? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I did ask Tori yesterday about Lawler playing third base in Reno the other day, and he did say that's an option. So I wouldn't be shocked if you saw Lawler at third base at some point. He'll probably get some DH opportunity as okay. well, I would think. Yeah. Uh, you know, that against a lefty, the D-backs have kind of been cycling in some some different guys into that spot, so that, that could be an option for him. Um but yeah, it, it'll be really interesting to see. I mean, they're going to give him every lefty at shortstop. And beyond that, we don't really know what it's going to look like. It sounds like he's starting tonight. He's going to be in the lineup tonight. But, you know, this could be every other game that Lawler plays. It could be two out of every three games that Lawler plays. Uh, we'll have to kind of wait and see how it how it turns out. The only way Lawler can be added to the postseason roster is as an injury replacement. Correct. That is that is my understanding. Can you um, take any roster spot? Can it be any injured player? Yeah, it, it appears that the situation is very easy to manipulate um, and the <laughs> Diamondbacks. Yeah, it's not like, oh, you know, Perdomo got hurt. And so the D-backs need an injury replacement at shortstop. Right. It's like, oh, you know, Dre Jameson is on the 60 day IL. So we're going to use Lawler as an injury replacement for a guy who might not have been a candidate to actually be on the roster anyway. It Got appears it. that that is that is possible. So if the Diamondbacks wanted to and if they made it, I believe they could put Jordan Lawler on their on their playoff roster. Well, he's not the only addition. The Diamondbacks picked up catcher Sebi Zavala uh, claimed off of waivers from the Chicago White Sox. They went ahead and uh, sent Jose Herrera down to AAA Reno. Uh, Zavala doesn't have the best offensive numbers. Obviously, we know Herrera didn't either. But what do you think the the idea here is about uh, uh, Sebi? We we discussed a bit his baseball savant page and how sure. uh, some of his some of his strengths look like they were uh, obviously polar different. Opposites. Yeah, polar opposites from Herrera. Yeah, defensively, I, I think that that does seem to be the case. Uh, Herrera has graded out pretty well as a thrower this year. Not so much in, in terms of, of blocking and framing. Those numbers aren't as good. Zavala has graded out pretty well in those respects, but hasn't graded out quite as well as a thrower this season. Uh, the offense isn't great. Uh, you know, Jose Herrera, after a two-hit game yesterday, was up to 212, 301, 263 on the season for his slash line, which is not good. Uh, but, you know, an on-base percentage north of 300 from your backup catcher uh jose herrera is obviously you know hitting has not really been a strength of his so i think that was pretty respectable uh, given your expectations the d-backs are replacing him with a guy in sebi zavala who's hitting 155 207 304 there's a little bit more power in there uh but he's his walk rate is about half that of herrera's this season his strikeout rate is significantly higher um he did have better numbers last year if you look at zavala's numbers last year with the white Sox. He was uh, almost a league average hitter, around a league average hitter. So you have to believe the D-backs are maybe buying into that a little bit, that Zavala is a better hitter than he's shown this year. And you could make a case he's a he's a better defender than Jose Herrera as well. And it really feels like this is a move to help the pitching staff. But it also feels like it, it's kind of, there's not a lot of time. I mean, it doesn't feel like that. Like yeah, it's got to be tough if you're Sebi Zavala and you're like, all right, I'm going to learn 14 pitchers. Yeah, and yeah. The three weeks left in the season. That's a that's a pretty tough spot for him to be in. So does that signal that Gabby Moreno is going to get most of the time here down the stretch? Most likely. I mean, I don't know. You know, I mean, obviously, it, it feels like Zavala is going to be in the mix, but you know, it does feel like it's gonna. There's going to be a, a learning curve for him to get kind of up to speed with this pitching staff. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they they push Gabby maybe a little a little more the rest yeah. of the way, like yeah. Tori's been talking about with other guys, but. You're not going to start Gabby six days a week. That's that's just not that's yeah, just right. not realistic. Right so that. he's going to have to play some. Um, and yeah, I just hope he's a quick learner, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's good. This, maybe maybe that's something we don't know about him that, that he is. Maybe that's why part yeah. of the, the appeal. I don't. And, know. and not to say that it's not important, but like we're talking about the backup catcher. Like it's not like this is not, hopefully going to make or break the season if it doesn't work out, or that yeah. Herrera was like, you know playing out of his mind like we just talked about the numbers so like 
yeah, it, it does kind of feel like they're they're betting on whether it's last year's numbers or, or betting on the, or, or making a preference towards what he's good at versus what Herrera is good at. But ultimately, it's like hopefully it doesn't matter because hopefully the, the backup catcher shouldn't matter too much. Yeah, um, yeah, especially once you get to the postseason. There is not likely to be a enormous difference in performance yeah. between Herrera and and Zavala. At the end of the day, it's not. Yeah, they're not they're not playing every day and. You're not expecting a ton of offense from either guy. Mm-hmm. Gabby is Gabby is obviously the the main man back there for for the D backs. I just I I still can't believe that Jordan Lawler is here. Like <laughs> I really can't. Like that that seems so crazy. Much like last year, it didn't feel real mm-hmm. that Corbin Carroll was here. Like it fa- happened so fast. It was like yeah. Next thing you know, there's there's a rumor, and then before we can even like sit there and dwell on the rumor too much, boom, it happens, and we. Couldn't help but ask this question two shows ago when we were discussing, you know, a, a a poor offensive night from Nick Ahmed. And meanwhile, in Reno, Jordan Lawler was hitting two home runs. Yeah. And like, even when we were having that conversation, it felt like such a distant thing, potentially, that we were discussing. Yeah, and it literally hours the next day. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be exciting. And uh, I know we touched on it a bit yesterday, but what what an exciting absolutely electric atmosphere for him to make his yeah, debut field, in then Wrigley Field Wrigley I mean, Field yeah. against a team that is themselves right not now. only themselves in the thick of a playoff race yeah. but like one of your potentially i mean at this point obviously they have a little bit of a lead but one of the teams that you specifically are competing against yeah. for your play, the and, playoffs and you have a lot of games against this team too like, like every single left, pitch I of mean, this like, i feel like this is going to have a very playoff esque atmosphere yeah. um outside of the fact that it's a day game uh, or a not day. I guess not day game. This no. is a, it's, today's it's, a night yeah, game. It's a the next three hour yeah. day game. Uh, it's, 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 a day game Chicago yeah, it's a little earlier <laughs> for us, but, yeah. um, but yeah, I guess tonight specifically between Lawler's debut, uh, uh, that it being the start of the series, like it's get, it might have a little bit of a playoff atmosphere. That's yeah, exciting for sure. For sure. Uh, well, we thank you guys for being here in the PHNX Sports YouTube channel right now. We always love you and appreciate you for being here. If you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, do so now. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our shows go live. Leave us a thumbs up just to let us know you still like us. Uh, if you're listening on the audio podcasting side, subscribe over there. Leave us a review. We always appreciate that feedback. Uh, and, of course, big time of the year to check out all of our uh, all of our friends. But, of course, uh, now is a good time to have a wink. And when I say a wink, I just mean uh, a seltzer with a wink of THC. Uh, it's an amazing product right now that you can get uh how high will you get on wink uh just a wink uh but it is a perfect blend of thc and cbd uh right now and it uh is has no third-party producer it is made in-house zero calories zero sugar no alcohol it is the perfect summertime drink it's balanced it's light and social uh and of course it it tastes like your favorite refreshing flavored seltzer so make sure to give Wink a try. It's available in either two and a half milligram or five milligram cans. And you can find Wink right here in Arizona. Look for Wink at all Sunday Good dispensaries in the Valley and Botanica dispensaries in Tucson. They're now in 12 states nationwide and even recently launched online ordering and home delivery to about a dozen others. To find the fastest way to get your hands on one, go to drinkwink.com. And that is with W-Y-N-K. Uh, also... It's time to uh, boost your odds over at BetMGM Sportsbook app. Get in the batter's box with BetMGM Swing for the Fences promotion. Uh, It's fun, and it can win you some extra money, increase your odds, or even get you an insurance token to get your money back. All you have to do is log into the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android. Play the BetMGM MLB free-to-play game from now uh, until today. Today is your last chance to play it, so do not miss out. Be a batter. Pick an area of the strike zone. Get yourself that last boost before this game ends. Depending on the area of the strike zone you pick, you will single, double, triple, or home run, and depending on what you do, you will get the prize associated with that uh, hit. Your prizing must be used on MLB and does expire in 24 hours, uh, so get down on it and get 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 a free boost before that game ends. Sign up for BetMGM now and use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live, but for our Arizona audience, place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses. Check out the show notes for full details, and now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer.
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Well, it is time once again for our MLB power rankings and uh, things things have actually moved around <laughs> on the board this time. Braves really skunked those Dodgers and really knocked them back in their place. And then, you know, the Marlins piled on right when they needed right when we needed the Marlins to, of course, win. Yeah, that's what we needed. But uh, taking a look at our power rankings, we have the Atlanta Braves in the number one overall spot, followed by the Baltimore Orioles at two, the Tampa Bay Rays at three the Houston Astros at four and the Los Angeles Dodgers rounding out the top five at number five. Uh, Then in the bottom half, we have the Mariners at six Phillies at seven Cubs sneak back into the rankings at eighth, especially with the way they've been absolutely pummeling teams lately. Uh, Blue Jays there ninth and the Brewers uh, make up the last of our power rankings there with the 10th spot. So uh, let's discuss this, especially the Dodgers making such a huge drop. Uh, from the second spot there to fifth overall. I mean, that's not huge, Derek. Let's, not be, overly, let's not be overly dramatic. <laughs> they are right. they are a worse team than the Rays. Let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the Dodgers The Dodgers have won one baseball game since the Diamondbacks left L.A. Uh, they hmm. lost three out of four to the Atlanta Braves. They we lost the them. first two. We broke them. Yeah, clearly it was the Diamondbacks <laughs> doing. Uh, it was a very competitive series. Uh, yeah, the Dodgers have lost the first two against the Marlins as well. Lance Lynn was tagged for eight runs yesterday. He finally came back down to earth. He has very God. much come back down to earth. He was the home runs continue seven, to be an issue. Seven earned runs in the game against the Braves. Um, yeah, so, so this would be back-to-back pretty yeah, disastrous Dodgers for him. Dead. Lance Lynn has given up 40 home runs this year. That is a heck of a lot of home runs Dude. for a starting pitcher to allow. That That just continues to be an issue for him and... Obviously, there's the Julio Urias situation happening right now. He's on administrative leave. You don't really know what the future holds there. Uh, Clayton Kershaw is pitching through a shoulder injury. His fastball averaged 88 miles an hour in his last start. I believe the Dodgers are, are continuing to just have him pitch through this because I don't think there's really anything they can do to help it in a huge way right now. Um, so yeah, this rotation is is not great. Uh, they're trying to get Walker Bueller back. Uh, they've got some young arms in in the mix. Ryan Pepio and and Bobby Miller are guys they're they're going to have to rely on. Uh, but yeah, it's it's not the Dodgers starting rotation that that you're used to seeing from years past. There's some serious depth issues here, and I think a lot of people have questions about in a playoff series. You know, are, is it going to really hold up against against other teams in the playoffs? And I don't know if it will. Frankly, I mean, I, I've always been. You know, I you know I've always been a, a guy who who has respect for the Dodgers in in the postseason, even though they've they've had some struggles there. They're a really good baseball team, but this year that rotation just doesn't really look like a playoff caliber rotation to me. On top of an organization that you kind of just referenced has not really been got one ring in the last however many years. Yeah, like no, they, they're notorious for they not being not very good. Lived in the up playoffs. to expectations. They win playoff games, but yeah, they have not they have not gone. All the way, just, nearly as much. I mean, as the last, the playoffs, we need someone else to take care of them. That's all. In the last ten years, they've won regular season games. They just don't win that many playoff games. But yeah, I mean, again, right now, when you take a look at, like you said, their starting rotation and a lot of the issues they have, not to mention, you know, having one of your starting pitchers have have legal issues that obviously make him look very bad and and seem like a very bad thing that he did, and it's not the first time. He's been involved with something like this. It's got to be demoralizing to the clubhouse as well. Mm. You know, it can't feel great. Like when you're, I, I mean, we talked about Especially a clubhouse that is full of guys like Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman who oh, have assaulted the fucking oh, Yeah, we've talked about how hard it is to hate a lot of the Dodgers players, but then it's very easy to hate some of them that do terrible but, stuff. But I mean, like my point this. is, is like to your point, those are like, it seems like there's a lot of really good people. Yeah. And so it, it Probably that much more takes like take it takes, takes a toll, toll right, on, yeah. on the clubhouse where it's like, damn, he, that guy might be a piece of shit. Not to mention the fact that they don't really have they have enough of a lead, like we talked about yesterday, where they're not really in a fight right now. I mean, it's not to say that losing Especially games after is, getting their ass kicked by the 
Braves. Right. But I'm just saying they're like they have they have such a substantial lead that they, they just kind of have to be mediocre the rest of the way for them to to lock up the NL West. So it's not yeah. like it's not like they're in a position where they are fighting for the NL spot. However, you know, this uh, th- that I think that all kind of spells a little bit of a disaster for potentially their their postseason. And it's a good thing for the Diamondbacks, obviously, if they run into those Dodgers. Um, and I, I still am thinking about how Brent Strom got me fired up with his comments about like, you know, let, the pressure's on them playing a team like the Diamondbacks yeah. in, oh, yeah. in the playoffs. I mean, you know the Diamondbacks I mean? make the playoffs. There's not a shred of pressure on them, basically, under any circumstance. Just do damage, um, son. Do whatever. Yeah, do like as, any, do uh, as yeah. much damage exactly. as you can do. Like, and if you, get, if you lose the two games, the first two games of the wild card, then like, oh, you still are out of schedule. So like, it's all house money in that regard. Yeah, that's um, true. At this point, it... it the Braves don't seem like they're going to be denied, at least in the National League. Like, it doesn't seem like, especially like with everything we just talked about, the Dodgers. But even if the Dodgers were the Dodgers, like the Braves right now, they seem inevitable. Yeah, they they, they seem inevitable. Yeah. But in the AL side of things, I mean. Very interesting. Yeah, obviously. You have you have the Tampa Bay Rays and the Baltimore Orioles fighting for the top spot. Which are in the ALEs. two teams that are not there. I mean, they're not the Astros. Or, like, they're. They're not teams that like you get to the postseason and they're like, that's an organization I trust. Mainly because I mean the Orioles, it's been a while since you've seen them there. And then sure. uh the Tampa, Tampa Bay Rays, they're just a different team every time. They, yeah, every time they're, they're in the just, playoffs, they're completely. You don't different know what to expect from them. I yeah. mean Arandia Rosarena could be like the kind of guy that completely disappears or is also the best player in the MLB postseason. So yeah. it like And they also had their own thing with Wander Franco, right? Well, that, yeah, that's I mean, another thing that yeah. you know, it it seems like it galvanized them a bit because yeah. instead of seeing them go in the other direction, you saw this team start to play fairly good after he was removed from it. And I mean, in some cases, maybe like that, that's, that's well, yeah, how, I mean, you, you know, honestly don't know. Good. Like, I guess the Dodgers could also, and it's different. Like you were saying, they aren't necessarily needing to win games as much right now, but like, it could be a similar, like, no, this is not like it could be bulletin board material. Like, oh, fuck all them. They think we're now that we lost this one guy, we're not going to be yeah as good. Sure, like, sure. Let's show them, um, right. which I hope is not the case. Let's show them we don't need him. Let's, you know, that's I hope they do need him. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, I the AL is fascinating to me um, because I don't think there is like the one team in the AL that is like when I look at them like that's a World Series team is the Houston Astros. And who knows what's going to happen in the AL West? Yeah. That's um, a great point. Yeah. And the Mariners are obviously there to just kind of mess shit up and then the the rangers are still probably like the deadliest roster in baseball on paper not even on the top 10 um they fell right on the power so like who knows what what could happen in that just that division yeah like it's and the red sox are still there and if the red sox make the postseason i mean they're not still there they're five years back i think but the red sox somehow managed to make the postseason now all of a sudden we're talking about the boston red sox and the mlb postseason which is like I think like 80% of the time they make the postseason, they make the World Series. So by no means do I think the Red Sox are a World Series team. But I'm just saying that's an organization that they get to the playoffs. That's a team that wins playoff games. So they're five games out. Yeah, Sean. yeah. I know, it's, I'm not saying it's realistic, but I'm just saying. Tell me you're a Red like, Sox fan without telling me. I'm not saying it's realistic. I'm just saying <laughs> they're like the one other team that whenever they, should, they throw up the AL wildcard graphic, it's like. They're the only other team that gets shown other than the teams that are there. Yeah. But like my point is, is that the AL is a complete crapshoot. Yeah. Who knows? It really is. Yeah. Uh, clubs are playing. Cubs are playing well, though, Jesse. And uh, the Cubs that's are playing not well. great for us playing them next. But of course, this is D-backs another played tough their best test. game in a long time last night. They really did. So they really did. And, you know, it would have been if they if they didn't win that game yesterday, that would have been a tough day at the ballpark. Yeah. Oh right? man. Yeah. I mean, between yep. between the Nick Ahmed <sighs> stuff and then losing a three game series to the Colorado Rockies, that that would have been a real gut punch coming into this series. I I didn't get a chance to talk about the game yesterday because I was down in the clubhouse for four hours yesterday. Um, but yeah, I mean, Alec Thomas hitting that home run, the Huge. Diamondbacks coming back in in that game after being down five to one yeah. early, going to the bottom of the third. I love Alec Thomas. It was huge. Like a son. It was like just that's son. a little weird, but yeah, okay. it is because he's older than you, I'm pretty sure. But uh, I, I think we might be the exact same age. That makes it even weirder. I don't know how, but it does. Um, 20, I, he's 23, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, I want to say that the thing about it mostly was, 
you know, you, you start to not believe that this team can muster up the offense when they get oh, down yeah. by three runs, four runs. You've seen it in the past. You've seen them be able to put up plenty of runs, but in different scenarios. I mean, I, I know that early on they earned the answer backs moniker, but as of late, they really haven't. So like that is very it, true. It was very surprising to see them come back, but not just come back. This felt like one of those games that they would have just scored five runs or six runs to just give them that yeah. one run lead. Yeah, yeah, six five, and then the bullpen you know, got to be perfect. The the bottom of the ninth. But now you know uh, they they that's that's like it was so cathartic, and I can imagine that it was very cathartic for the team to see them just keep their foot on the pedal, continue getting runs, just getting little dink runs here and there, letting the Rockies make mistakes, having, you know, their relief pitchers load the bases and walk in a run. All of those things are all just things that sometimes you just sit back and patiently let the other team kind of kill themselves, you know, like mm -hmm. you let them shoot themselves in the foot and not have to worry so much about pressing or constantly making something happen. You just need to kind of take advantage of it and not be so aggressive yourself that you're out there swinging against a guy that play clearly can't hit the strike zone and we've seen that in the past where they're out there they're, yeah. they're down by maybe more than one run and they're not even thinking about just getting on base they're just out there free swinging and trying yeah. to like homer their way to to a victory or homer their way to a comeback yesterday's game felt complete it felt like they were doing all of the small things well and you had several players that played well including Tommy Pham and Alec Thomas they both contributed in big ways to that win but um yeah it was just uh, it, it, that yesterday between that, like you said, it, it could, it went from a very, what could have been a very sad day to at least a very encouraging day for the future of this team, including the addition of Jordan Lawler on the positive side of things. But had they lost, had, you know, that, that they would have been a, a focus so much on the negativity, including the loss of Nick Ahmed and, and how tremendously sad that that was, especially losing someone that has literally been there almost the entire time that I've covered this team. So And the, yeah. I mean, the call-up of Jordan Lawler would have felt a lot different, I feel like. Maybe desperate? Almost. Like, And I feel like I was joking about the pressure being on him earlier, but if it, that move comes off the back of a loss, it does feel a lot more like we're, we're bringing him up to fix this, um, which is obviously not wouldn't necessarily be the case. They're not yeah. expecting one player to fix all the problems. But, but that's what it would it definitely feel it, like. feel, it would It, it would have felt... All everything that happened yesterday would have felt very different, like yeah. you said, if if the D backs had managed to lose that game, yeah. uh, or not managed because the, they they obviously had to work their way into winning the game. But uh, I want to give a, a shout out to Elizabeth because I love Elizabeth. Uh, she says, "Don't question the dog," and that I that has to be we are we are Damon's dog, so of course <laughs> we don't we don't question uh, our Damon. But and also, Mo, it was not a real stat. It's more like over the last. Deck or over the last like 20 years, it's been about 50% though of the time that they make the playoffs, they've won the World Series. He's so full uh, of shit. The I, Red yeah, Sox? Like, it's, yeah. I'm not at all. No, I mean, yeah, you're probably right. I'm, but I'm I just mean, it's got to be a very it. small, it's got to be a so very nice. small. Over the, last, over the last two decades, like they, uh, they decades. last time they made the playoffs, two they decades. lost in the championship round, but then they won the World Series. I have a car. Two losses, World two Series, decades. two losses, World Series, loss, World Series, loss. Like, so I mean, it's a little less than 50%, but it is like cool. It is like successful. They've made, they won the World Series yeah, four I, times I, this century. I, as an Arizona sports fan, I actually was pondering that the other day. Like, what it would be like to just have a team that, like, won a whole bunch of championships. But, like, I mean, like, let's... Would, but do dude, you just feel satisfied There's not a whole lot of those. Time there's, and, like, and also... A Patriots fan. And also, you know? I will say, I'm not by any means going to sit here and pretend that the life of a Red Sox fan is difficult, but it is a different kind of, like... As far as the Red Sox are concerned, it's been wildly inconsistent. Yeah. Like, they have gone multiple times where they have gone from being the bet that winning the world series to like the next year being the worst team in the AL East. Yeah. So like they're not by any means the Dodgers either. Like the Dodgers have the, that's another thing. Like what's like, being, what, 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 what is it like being a giants fan from 2000 and like that, that, yeah, the giants, 2020? The, my just, favorite thing about the giants was there was like a six year stretch where uh, Tim Lincecum either they won a world series. Tim Lincecum had a Cy Young or threw a no hitter. And I was just like, that's, yeah. cool man yeah. that's got to be that had to have been fun yeah for sure but uh anyway big shout out to all of our diehards we appreciate your guys love and support if you haven't checked out the diehard membership yet join us become part of the family uh you can get a diehard membership over at gophnx.com 
comes with all sorts of wonderful benefits, including members to our access-only Discord lounge, uh, which is the best place to be an Arizona sports fan. And, and again, we love all of you guys in there for uh, all of the support that we received. Uh, so you guys are the best. But uh, again, you also get access to Jesse's newsletter, Full Count. You get access to members-only content. You're going to get access to uh, a free, uh, free piece of merchandise from the phnxlocker.com and 20% off all future purchases. You also get members only merchandise. You get members only uh, discounts with our partners. You get a Mountain Mike's gift certificate for $50. You'll get a uh, Dobson Ranch Ranch card and so much more. So join us today over here. Become part of the family. Get your little membership kit. It's pretty awesome. Uh, and also drink yourself a Four Peaks beer uh, in honor of you signing up for a Diard membership. It's the official craft beer of Derek Montia. And it's the official craft beer of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, if you're at Chase Field, make sure to check out the Four Peaks Draft Room. It is the place uh, for all people that love Four Peaks. And, of course, it's located down the first baseline in deep right field. It is a great place to watch any baseball game from. And it is, of course, a great place to eat and drink at. So make sure to check them out. You can also check out everything Four Peaks has going on over at their calendar at fourpeaks.com slash events. You can also follow them on social media at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks, and please drink responsibly. Uh, last, of course, make sure to check out our friends at OG's Brands. There's an alarm <laughs> there going was, I off. thought we were about to blow up. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's yeah it, it, it definitely. If it goes black, yeah. nice knowing y'all. <laughs> we, we, we had a good run. We had a good run. And but, don't come um, anywhere near downtown Phoenix. Yeah, that would be definitely the case, but... Uh, uh, if 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 you're stuck on uh, what to do this afternoon, especially if you hear a loud, ominous beeping sound <laughs> in your closet, uh, uh, I would argue. I would. I would. Uh, Calm down. No. Take OGs responsibly. Oh, I would say do that if you have a, an ominous okay. beeping sound and yeah. you think that you might blow up, you're probably taking right. OGs probably not the spot to do it. <laughs> yeah. After you found out that the bomb is not real yeah. and thing, you know, right. you got to bring the maybe, anxiety back down to right. earth. Maybe you realize it was a false alarm, then you take those. Yeah, the OGs is maybe the thing that makes you think it's an ominous beeping. <laughs> yeah, but in reality, it's it your alarm that you said <laughs> earlier so that you had plenty of time to do the stuff you want to do. But of course, if you're like Max Simpson, you already know exactly what you love from OG's brands. But if he's he, wearing an OG shirt, right he's now. wearing an OG shirt right now. He's got OG's socks on. It's incredible. The man I think he, I, loves OG's. OG's boxers. It's amazing. <laughs> he uh, an OG oh, yeah, tattoo? he was showing yeah. me those earlier. Oh, was he? Was yeah. he, he was in a fun place. No. <laughs> was that at the hey, same time Max as the loves boxers? his brands? Max loves his brands. Yeah, this is wild. It's wild. Commitment. I, we, we all love OG's. Yeah. Just not all of us. I'm not, not, not about tattoo. I heard Max. Max. Right. Gets a tattoo for every advertiser we have somewhere on his I've body. Heard, he's like I've a NASCAR. That. Oh, wow. He is, yeah, that's he is like a NASCAR. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. He, uh, he ask, him, ask him to show you all of his tattoos sometimes. But uh, <laughs> also ask him uh, to buy you a beer. That's something that I heard Max is buying everybody and beers. And ask him his favorite, favorite flavor of That's right. Ask him that, too, because, of course, uh, he knows what his favorite is. But if you don't know what yours is, make sure to check out their mixed bags of the fruits and the creams. Uh, they have all sorts of variety in those bags. And, of course, you can check out all those hall of fame flavors in one place and decide if you like one particular flavor or if you like the entire mixed experience uh the fruits and creams are available in both the sunny sativa or a mellow indica blend uh, so make sure to check out ogs and customize your experience based on your mood or time of day uh, being a phnx listener is pretty damn sweet of course make sure right now to check out OG's brands at all Arizona, the flower shop locations. Uh, and of course, make sure to flavor your life with our friends from OG's brands. You can also follow them on social media at OG's brands uh, on Instagram and Twitter. So uh, check them out. But uh, of course, we've talked a lot about this upcoming series with the Chicago Cubs, uh, with with uh, at least when it comes to me, with a specific amount of dread uh, in my voice when it comes to what I've been watching the Cubs do lately. Uh, and right now, when you take a look at this team at a glance, you will see that their numbers look very good, including that plus 101 run differential that has only seemed to go up more and more lately with their offensive production. Yeah, I mean, they're... They're a pretty good team, which is why I've been on the Cubs train for like two months now. We've been telling the people that they were coming and that they would not be denied. You were trying uh, to tell Craig. I was warning everybody. You were trying to get Craig rooftops. excited. I got Craig excited. Yeah, yeah. Um, and rightfully so. This and rightfully, good. The team is the team is really good. And when I was doing it back then, Stroman was still pitching. Uh, like it, the, the team looked different. So they, they so the fact that they lost a guy that was like a Cy Young candidate for the first half of the year and are still like just kicking ass is, is incredibly impressive. Well, they, um, they have another one in Justin Steele, who's been absolutely yeah, incredible and, for this team lately. We talk, we talk about like the D backs get to the postseason teams. You want to 
you would want to avoid like teams like this, the Cubs, the Phillies, they feel like the kind of like they're the kind of teams, especially because you'd be playing them on the road. Most likely they're going Bellinger is going to hit a big home run and that Wrigley Field crowd is going to get into it. And it's going to become a very, very hostile place to play. Um, I do not want to see this team and tonight tonight worries me because like i said i feel like it's gonna there's a chance that it has a very playoff like atmosphere as long as and because cubs fans are smart i think they are aware of, of what the d-backs are even if they're not you know uh, even if they're not the yankees they're not a big name team they still know that the d-backs are competing for a playoff spot yeah so it's gonna be it's it's like i'm with you derek it's i'm not excited about this series or not i'm excited about the series i'm not excited about the prospect of having to see this lineup yeah. every night or i guess tonight and Every afternoon and play um, seven games still against them. Yeah, with, like it's not what, it's not 20, just one series. Twenty three left to play. Like that's yeah, like almost a third of the rest of their season. Alternatively, it is it's a it's like a it's a benchmarker. Like you you're yeah. gonna figure out a lot if you want to have a chance to do anything in the playoffs. Like obviously we went through this with the Braves and the and the D backs as far as or the Braves and the Dodgers as far as like being a legitimate World Series contender. But I mean. If even we talk about playing with house money, you win a series like that, you manage to, or you just get out past the wild card. Like that's a massive accomplishment. Yeah. Um, and so this is a, if you can manage to, to do damage against this line or keep this lineup in check more accurately, like that's going to do a lot, I think for this team's confidence and just as fans to know like, okay, this team might, it's not, if they make the playoffs, it's not just like backing into the playoffs and it's like, ah, we're, this was fun. Like it's like oh, yeah. maybe they could they, surprise people. They well, and they they will they will earn it for sure. Yeah, like yeah. they're gonna have. To, yeah, I, I, this Cubs team does not seem to kind of the, the team's not gonna hand the the backs this series. No, like they are going to. They have their own thing going it, on. Yeah. They're still trying to win the NL Central. Yeah, exactly. And they are within shouting distance of. The they're Brewers. within a game and a half yeah. right now of, of the NL Central. And, uh, That's what is, become a very realistic goal for them. Um, and like they're also like still competing with the Phillies for the first wild card spot. Are they not? Yeah. yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. there's there's a lot for them on the line there yeah. too. So and Elise says, remember whenever you thought the Cubs were going to be sellers at the deadline? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did a couple. I of mean, our... I think the Cubs thought they were going to be yeah. sellers. Yeah, at the deadline. Until the, it wasn't like the until last the last day. few days yeah. where they were like, you know, we'll like Maybe Cody because Bellinger, they win a bunch of games right at the deadline. Yeah, yeah they, so they won they a bunch of games. And instead of trading away Cody Bellinger, they not only kept him but they added Imer Candelario, who's been one of the one of the probably the best hitter who was who was added at the trade deadline. So that was one of my big things at the deadline with this team. I was like, this team's good, and they got they got better. Like yeah. that's a, the best third baseman in, at the deadline. I mean, the, yeah, one of the best position players at the entire deadline went there. And Michael's yeah. absolutely spot on with his comments. He says, and let's be honest, all seven are home games for the Cubs, and that is true. Uh, Nicholas says four and three against the Cubs would be good. Three and four is probably more likely, though. I'm I'm taking three and four right now against this Cubs team. To be honest, I'm not I'm not mad about. Yeah, splitting. Yeah, that wouldn't be I mean, that wouldn't be terrible. Yeah, I, I think you just can't get embarrassed. Like Outside of that, I think it would be kind of a disaster, right? I mean, not disaster, but I mean, the Diamondbacks would really have their playoff hopes yeah. really hanging on. I mean, winning pretty much the rest of the series that aren't against Cubs, including what they have a two-game series against the Giants, and then we covered they have three games against the White Sox, three games against the Astros, three games against the Yankees. Yeah. Four against the Mets. Four against the Mets there in the middle. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it, none of it's easy. None of it's easy. If the Diamondbacks end up making this playoff, uh, these playoffs, yeah. they, they, they've earned it. We, know, we knew going into this month that they were going to have to probably win some games that the, on paper they were not supposed to win because they had a very hard schedule. And, like, they've already coughed up some of those games with how the Orioles and, and Dodgers series went. So, like, they, they're going to start needing to win some of these games that on paper they might not be supposed to be. They might not be supposed to win that's no well they might not be supposed to win no that's not that right. just doesn't that feel doesn't right nothing yeah. about that sentence feels right i'm very confused now bro uh, how to fix it that's they're not it is. yeah there was a lot of games that they're not supposed to win they there need to start go. winning some of them there you go i, I think that made sense. i don't yeah, know what's one, going on that one made better all right i think uh, i think a lot of this comes down to starting pitching right yeah. the d-backs have both zach gallon and merrill kelly going in this series the only D-back starter you won't see in this series as far as how things line up is Zach Davies. And Road Ryan. You're going to get Ryan Nelson in this in this opener tonight, and then you're also going to get, uh, you know, Gallon and Merrill Kelly, and then you're going to get Brandon Fott uh, in, in the finale as well. So the D-backs have some good starters going in this series. The D-backs need Zach Gallon to be Zach Gallon the rest of the way in order to get where they want to get. That's just the reality of it. Uh, he hasn't been good the last couple of times out. He's also faced some pretty darn good teams 
right against the the Dodgers and the Orioles. Those are those are some tough teams. You see the probables here. Uh, the Cubs starting pitching is not necessarily what makes them good, right? Uh, Justin Steele's outstanding. He's probably the, the Cy Young favorite over Zach Gallen and some other guys in the mix at this point. Uh, but yeah, I mean, tonight it's Javier Assad. You've got Jamison Tyone uh, in game two. You've got Kyle Hendricks, who who is somehow still a productive major league <laughs> pitcher at this stage in his career going in the finale. Uh, Assad has a 2.69 ERA, but you know, you look at his peripherals. I think his FIP is somewhere in the fours and... Uh, it, it looks like he's probably pitching, uh, overperforming at least a little bit there. Tyone has an ERA of almost six, and and Kyle Hendricks has a you know a three seven three. He's a decent starter. Uh, he's he's not necessarily fantastic. So I think starting pitching could be an advantage for the Diamondbacks uh, in this series. Uh, if they win this series, it's probably going to be because their starters outperform the Cubs starters. Uh, but the Cubs offense is is just very well rounded. There just aren't a lot of breaks in that lineup with Cody Bellinger doing what he's doing, you know, Ian Happ having another good season. Say Suzuki's really been on fire for them lately. Christopher Morell has had uh, a, a pretty darn good year as well after coming up last season. So there just aren't a lot of breaks in this lineup. It's, it's somewhat similar to the Orioles in, in that regard where it's a, it's a well-rounded lineup. They've got some bullpen weapons. The starting pitching is probably the one thing that you can you can make a case the Diamondbacks could be better than the Cubs in, in that regard in this series. So the one thing we haven't really brought up is that Zach Gallon is pitching tomorrow at 11.20 local time. That is that is and true. Obviously, another that is something that has been away. a problem. Yeah, so, early uh, away start. Hopefully, it's different than some of those early away starts have been. But The amount of early away starts he's gotten ha- has really cost him the Cy Young Award. It's it almost crazy. feels like it. <laughs> it's pretty nuts. It, it almost feels like it. Like, I mean, obviously, that... 8 a.m. Tigers game we had was one of the worst. But yeah, um, what time, what time was that game actually? Was it wasn't it like it was, yeah, yeah? I think it was like 8:30. 8:30, right? I think yeah. it was 11:30 uh, Eastern time, yeah. about 8:30 on NBC time. on Peacock, right? That yeah, was the Peacock that was everything the Peacock about that game. was weird. Uh, but hopefully, obviously, like it's is that gallon, and you don't want to think that there's actually something like that that would actually affect them. But obviously, it, it seems like it has ha- it has in the past. So yeah, that's a little concerning, but. If you get a good outing from Zach Gallon, then that's that's really good because like everything is stacked against him in that in that regard. Yeah, that, there's a big time marquee pitching matchup there on Saturday with Justin Steele and Merrill Kelly. Yeah, mainstay. So, anybody check the temperature on? Oh, it's I think bad. it's in. I think it's pretty cool. I think it's in the low 70s. I think I oh. saw in, in the clubhouse. They, it's they post nine the inning shut piece it's, incoming. Yeah, it's going to be a complete <laughs> game shutout. Uh, by the way, Derek, <laughs> how casually? Yeah, it's going to be a complete game shutout. Just how casually? <laughs> you were about uh, the Diamondbacks uh, uh, president Derek Hall was on. Arizona Sports 98.7, and he was actually discussing Merrill Kelly's comments about the air conditioning and the heat at Chase Field. Yeah. And interestingly enough, uh, he, he discussed that the air conditioning system is part of a multi-building system that the Diamondbacks don't really? actually have control necessarily over like the output of it. But they did say that part of the stadium renovation would be to build, uh, essentially, it sounded like a... a an additional unit that's similar to this one that currently cools multiple buildings what? that would also cool. How, what? how does field. that, how does that, that work? Doesn't, we're going to have to look into it more, but that was absolutely the comments it's, that he made. Uh, but is it like, just, an, it's an own, it's its own building. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, own, is it's it like a, underground air conditioning that connected to the convention I, center or something? I, I don't know what it's also connected to. That's he just said it was a multi-building system. Basically. Interesting. Yeah. Um, for the record, the highest 74 on Saturday, like you said. So, I mean, um, I guess that kind of makes sense, right? Because like if if it was built like a house or something, there'd be an, an air conditioning unit on top, right? Or like somewhere on the somewhere. outskirts. Well, yeah. of, I mean, and for that big of a building, I mean, it would be enormous. Yeah, like we would we would know about this is somewhere, it, right? Is it, and also, is it a plant on the other side of the of the train tracks behind the building? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, like if they had if they had control over it. They would just low, like it would be cooler in there. Like they would, <laughs> yeah. it would just be, unless it, it was broken, which it uh, does not, uh, they're saying, I guess it's not the case. Like yeah. they would turn it down. So I guess it's something, but like, yeah, Blake saying it does kind of sound like a cop out. Like it does sound like it's like, ah, we got no control over it. What I mean, in, to in, in, in some Maybe cases, it's the case, but I don't know. In some cases, it's weird because, I mean, the decisions they made all those years ago when they built that facility uh, were kind of in a period of time where, 
uh, and I hate to make myself sound so old, but like things were just different, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, technology has advanced a lot since what, like 95, 96 when they started. Well, that then you couldn't be online and get a phone call at the same time, right? I don't, I like, I'm talking about when I was, I lived in that time. I'm not saying, I'm not saying this. I didn't say like the phone was invented back then, right? There was a period of time. I was alive then too. I'm just saying like, you were taught your point being don't fucking, it wasn't a shot at you. Your point was that technology was different, and I was like, "Yeah, technology yeah. was weirdly intertwined in weird ways back then." Was, backing off of what Sean said, what was your favorite dinosaur that you Jesus used? Jesus, <laughs> oh man! Did you, you ride a Stegosaurus really cool. to school? They were both ways. they were nice, like golden retrievers. Like it was more about personality than like actual physical build, you know. But uh, anyway, I I, I, don't, I was not taking a shot at you for the rest. No, no, I get, no, you're, but, but you're absolutely well, like, right. Yeah, technology like, was but, weird back then. I like well, I, I like the idea of like someone in our office like putting the thermostat down a few degrees and all of a sudden it gets just way colder in the Diamondbacks clubhouse. <laughs> and it's just like, it's just connected. That's for how no it's reason. connected. Yeah. That's yeah. How what if it was our building? Yeah. What if our building was, was that's why it gets hot as hell on weekend after nights. 5 PM. It's yeah. 90 degrees there, 90 yeah. degrees here. Everyone's suffering. It's crazy. Uh, I will say though, you're right though. When it comes to technology, like I live in a weird time frame where I do feel like a dinosaur because I, literally lived in a time that we didn't have internet yeah. like i lived in a day when we didn't have internet i lived in a, i brought up fucking like number munchers and uh what was it what was the other thing uh oregon trail to you guys and you were like you played it in school well, yeah, that was, well, like, that no, was more, yeah, that's the only place we had computers that was more of a me houses. thing i just didn't know i didn't know that that was like used as an educational oh, tool. like i was. i i yeah. I had no concept of that, yeah. but I mean, like when I, I was growing up, Oregon Trail, like that, like that was my computer time. It was really? just, that, that was my, like me I, having a good time. I was that right. was my educational. Time growing up was oh, we were having a good time. Baseball Don't get it twisted. Okay. We weren't in okay. there like objectively. Like the computers were new and awesome and this game was incredible to us and the graphics were groundbreaking. So don't but even like, get me started. I use dial up internet and aim. Like I'm not that young. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to seem like I'm young, but like. I'm done. I, 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 I'm absolutely done listening. <laughs> I also remember a time when technology was like pretty different. Yeah. Like I was, I'm older yeah. than the touchscreen yeah. cell phone. Yeah. I, I, I used to have to press you are the button old. three yeah. times yeah. Wow. to get to see. Wow. I, I'm not that. I'm not that young. <laughs> you used to have to push the button three times. That shit was see. terrible. Yeah, you're you're right. just digging it deeper and deeper. <laughs> it's hole terrible. Let, you know, since we're down here, let's just look at the all city standings because I, I feel sad anyway. So let's take a look at the lead the Cubs have on us. We do have a chance to make up sweep incoming. We're, 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 we're coming go. back. We're taking we're, this lead back. We're taking this back. I mean, are we going to have to go through a point where we have uh, to figure out like the tiebreaker? Damon still has a version of this saved on his computer where we're up by like 12 games on everybody in the division, I'm sure. So why uh, that that's just still Delete crazy it. to me. Yeah, we uh, don't need it. But yeah, no, this is at least our, at least it's only single digits. Like you look at 22 games back just looks sad. It yeah. is a battle. Yeah. It is a battle <laughs> for the basement. Uh, I mean, so, like somebody, we need to have a punishment for whoever ends up in the last place in the All City Network. Yeah, fucking the which it was it would be hilarious because this is like just an us thing. So CHGO White Sox, we have like no inter interaction with really. They're just gonna be we're gonna show up one day and be like, you guys have to serve this punishment. You finish last in All City. They'll be like, what is going on? What are you talking about? Uh, but yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not happy about this. We need to get this division back. I've said this many times, but this is the only division that matters to me right now. It's on the line this weekend. It's Eric. really we on the line. It. So can make uh, up some serious ground. Well, it's going to be a fun series, and we have a very special, very fun uh, post game planned for tonight. So make sure to come back here tonight All after the game. Vibes. That should be what around like seven thirty ish. So uh, make sure to tune in. We will be talking about uh, hopefully. You know, Jordan Lawler. We're going to be talking about debut. Jordan Lawler's major league debut. It's pretty crazy. That's you still don't have a lineup yet? It's wild. He's hitting for the cycle of home runs. Wow. Oh, of home runs. <laughs> of home runs. But do what Josh Rojas did. I was going right? to say, is this the three, first time we're at Wrigley since he hit run? those three home runs? Or they had that multi home run game? I don't know if it's that, the first that time. I get that first time since that series. It might be. I don't know. Oh man, how far we do have a. Do we have a lineup? No, I kept looking for. Oh, this is fascinating. Maybe this maybe this is only on my phone, but when I open the MLB app, the Diamondbacks only have seven players in their starting lineup right now. What do they have? That's a little concerning. Uh, yeah, Corbin Carroll is leading off and playing right field. Ketel Marte is batting second, playing second base. 
Pham sitting third and left field, Walker first base, Thomas center field, Moreno catching at uh, in the sixth hole, Pavin Smith batting seventh at DH. And then and the Diamondbacks just no they're just going to no play with baseman. seven players well, today. In yeah, the lineup. it sounds no like they're stop. trying to decide who's going to play short and third. <laughs> like like uh, Perdomo and Lawler doing rock paper yeah, they, scissors. Yeah. Like <laughs> I rock paper scissors. No, I want to play short. Right now we'll have an update, <laughs> we'll have an update shortly. shortly. <laughs> oh man, that would be that would be a, a amazing telecast to to live broadcast them playing. Uh, you know, for 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 the spot now, uh, Perdomo has been taking a lot of defensive ground balls at third base, but we really didn't think much of it because when they're out there, he's they're just played kind third of, base this year. Yeah. He can play third yeah. base. I think he's a pretty good third baseman. They'll, they'll, I would think they would play Perdomo at third base. And then we also have the Jordan Lawler thing about yeah. him playing third base in that he could also game. play third base. So yes, uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, wow, this is really wild. People in the chat are having the same problem. Yeah, no, I have it on mine. I don't. They have. Have they tweeted out? Uh, is there some like? Yeah, is, so is there some rule in the CBA somewhere like? Like oh some, wait, hold on! I just got I just got an alert that allows you to play seven. I got players. an alert with the full roster or the okay. full lineup: Corbin right. Carroll, Catal Marte, Tommy Pham, Christian Walker, Alec Thomas, uh, Gabby Moreno, Pavin Smith, Lawler batting or playing at short, Perdomo at third, okay. uh, batting. There we go. So Lawler's batting eighth, playing at short. There we go. There we go. Let's go. There you go. Well, that's exciting, and of it, course, I think that rock paper scissors. Lawler won the rock yeah. paper scissors. So yeah. that's what damn it was going on right <laughs> as we were speaking about it. But uh, of course, whether you're watching baseball games here or you're catching one at Wrigley Field, make sure you have yourself a premium pair of polarized sunglasses. Of course, you can get those from our friends at Shady Rays. Uh, they make gear built to last. They're an independent sunglass company with a world-class product that's not nearly as expensive as other sunglass brands. And they have a better lost and broken replacement plan than any of those brands. If you lose or break your pair even on day one, they told us this crazy thing that they will send you out a brand new pair. No questions asked, no judgment, no guilt. They're not going to do any of that stuff to you. They're just going to send you out a brand new pair. Also, if you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange them for a new pair or exchange them for your money back for free within 30 days of purchasing. There's no risk when you shop. You can also shop at their Kierlin Commons location here in town. It's a full-stop shop for all things Shady Rays. Or check out their website at ShadyRays.com. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Uh, and I'm still extremely thirsty, uh, Sean, mm. Jesse. I, uh, I, I, I don't uh, hydrate myself enough. I'm going to start cramping up. So, yeah. I mean... It's not going to just be Merrill Kelly around here. Okay. Give you a little tiny bottle of water. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, I appreciate this, but I would much rather have like a thirst, uh, a big old, uh, you know, cold pop. pop. Yeah. yeah, you know, what I mean, it stays cold Doesn't longer. Really this isn't very you. cold, but not very cold or very big. Yeah, or very big. Yeah, Derek, if you have to like, drink. if you ever have to like walk off the set during a show because you have cramps because you're like dehydrated. We're gonna have we're gonna have some problems. I'm so close to finishing right now, but I feel my hamstring going right now. Okay. Speak. So yeah. I mean, I don't know. I there mean, it goes. We got like <laughs> less than five minutes left here, but I'm gonna try to power through this. Uh, but Circle K is the place that I go to rehabilitate myself and to get myself back on track. Uh, not only are they America's thirst stop, but of course, right now they want you to join their inner circle, uh, and you can become and become and become in and become and become and come in. Judas and Judas and that's a wrestling reference. Anyway, every time I know, and I mean, there's one guy in the chat that gets it and laughs about it, and that's the whole point of me. I know, I'm not, I'm not, keep doing you. Okay, uh, you can join their inner circle over at Circle K for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Uh, they will not turn on you like Chris Jericho would. Uh, terms and conditions do apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. Uh, their membership program will save you 25 cents per gallon on your first five Phillips, uh, and also get you, uh, five get. Buy five, get the six one free on things like pizza, coffee, and again, those ice cold fountain drinks that I need one right now of uh, on this set. But I need to try. I haven't tried Circle K pizza before. Um, and sometimes gas yeah. station pizza goes. Yeah, like it's something. pretty fire. Yeah, it really is. I mean, we've talked about their snacks. Their snacks yeah. are well, and I mean, I mean, like their hot food, like the chicken tornadoes, the chicken the taquitos. 
hot dogs, Shit hot dogs me. go hard. So Shit me. I think you can get the, a D-backs dog Delicious. over there at Circle K as well. So make sure to check them out, of course. Uh, but that's all we got for today. Of course, like I said, make sure to join us tonight for our post-game show. Uh, otherwise, we appreciate you guys being here in the chat and always appreciate your support. You can follow us on Twitter. I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. Uh, Sean is on X at Sean underscore depause. Uh, Jesse also on Twitter. He is at Jesse and Friedman. Uh, Damon. Wait, why am I just on X? Well, Damon is also on X. Uh, it's <laughs> it's personality based, but uh, they all X go to the same website. I will forever be on Twitter. Damon, I will never be on Twitter. Twitter for life. But uh, Damon, he is the maniac behind the Mac. We are Damon's dogs. And you can follow Damon uh, at Damon Dog, D A W G. Of course, our show is at PHNX underscore DBACs and all roads do lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, we thank you guys so much again for stopping by. We do appreciate your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it is so much more fun when you're making your major league debut.